across the road, pecking gravel in the noonday sun. Shaking her tail like the queen of the yard, not minding anyone. Welcome to the Crude Life at Week in Review. My name is Jason Spees. Thank you, folks, for joining us this week on the Crude Life Week in Review. Of course, the Crude Life Week in Review is a best of interviews that happen throughout the week. We have a Crude Life Daily program, which airs on over 25 radio stations. And then, of course, we have our Week in Review, which also airs on the radio, becomes a podcast, and is available online as well. So thank you very much, folks, for choosing us and joining us this week here at the Crude Life Week in Review. we got some great interviews in store for you this week, and I'd like to get right to it. We always have a packed show because we try to take the best of the week, what we have to offer, and we try to put it together into just an hour. I mean, we end up taking like six, seven, eight hours worth of interviews, and we try to pack them into an hour worth of programming for you. So we start off with our weekly Davis Refinery update. Let me tell you something, and we're going to give ourselves a little pat on the back here because we've been following this Davis Refinery for a while. And let me tell you why. It's the first Greenfield Refinery in the United States in the last 50 years. This is going to set a precedent for the globe, for the planet. This is going to be read about in history classes. This is going to be taught at conferences. This is going to set the new standard, the bar, if you will. So we follow it every single week. And this week, we're talking with William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group. And what we talk about is some misinformation in an Associated Press article. This is the kind of stuff they got to deal with all the time. And we talk about the reality of that, the new reality of lawyers, guns, and money, I guess. Um, without the guns and money, just lawyers. But the thing is, this refinery continues to move on. The Davis Refinery, William Prentice, Meridian Energy Group, to where now they've announced one in the Permian. That's what's going on here. We have such great news in the Bakken happening with Meridian Energy Group and the Davis Refinery as far as the advancements on the air quality and the water permits and all these different things that they have going on that they're going to do down the Permian now as well. So congratulations to Meridian Energy Group. And we have uh, William Prentice on a little bit later in the program here to talk about the Davis Refinery coming to Belfield, North Dakota. Then we talk with Tiffany Steiner and Jackie Jenkins, the co-founders of the Bakken Barbecue, about the 7th annual Bakken Barbecue happening June 14th, Flag Day this year. I cannot wait to see the nauseating, craptastic, awesome, uh, the, the theme that's going to happen is going to be over the top is what I'm trying to get at. You know, I, I don't mean those words in a negative way. I mean those in a very awesome, bigger than life way, because let me tell you something about barbecue bravado. That's a whole new level of competition, something like you've never experienced. And you have to get yourself to the Bakken barbecue. It'll be like nothing you've ever experienced experience. Especially on Flag Day. I mean, oil and gas in America, that's like peanut butter and jelly, baby. Like beans and... I don't know what goes with beans. Pork and beans. There we go. Pork and beans. You know? Apple pie and ice cream. So we talk about the Bakken barbecue. By the way, this year they're giving away a 2007 Razor and a 2019 Ranger. So... There's some big ticket items this year at the Bakken Barbecue. It's grown. It's gotten big. So it's going to be fun. Tiffany Steiner, Jackie Jenkins, co-founders of the Bakken Barbecue, coming up a little later in the program. And Kurt Kniewitz with BuySWD.com. We need a water expert to talk about some of the issues going on with the water. The rise of the salt water industry is by demand, folks. 
So every time there's a new water study that comes out, it certainly seems like we need more water. So Kurt Knewitz with my SWD a little later in the program as well. All right, that plus much more today on The Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies, and this is The Crude Life Week in Review. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us this week on the Crude Life Week in Review. Coming up next, William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group, talks about the Davis refinery coming to Belfield, North Dakota. Well, yeah, some of it is, I'm sure, and we have to try to avoid the emotional response of of resenting people continuing to question, you know, our our honesty and our integrity and and the science that goes into what we've we've done here. But when we started out, there was no way to get around the fact that people looking at what we're doing are going to associate our efforts with the refineries they see all over the place, which, you know, our, an average age of a refinery here in the U.S. is now well over 50 years. So they're not real clean. Uh, they don't look real nice. And, yeah, if you're reading about a new refinery going in near you, you're going to start to get worried. So we decided early on we're going to treat every concern as being valid and address it as fully as possible, uh, both with regard to the science and, and everything else, because, you know, there's an emotional aspect to all of that. Um, but then, you know, there's there's kind of a tipping point where you go through everything over and over again and, you know, we get our permit and it was, it was actually longer than 18 months and, you know, 11,000 public comments that were addressed, each one of them separately. Um, and the science over and over again, the engineering work that was done to show what we're doing, uh, you know, the health department working with EPA to make sure that there was no issue unaddressed and that every, every, bit of available knowledge was applied to the review and you begin to wonder are there people who are just going to refuse to hear the answer and keep asking the same question over and over again because the answer is not what they want to hear um so i think to a certain extent we're at that tipping point now where people are starting to see that there are certain folks who just are never going to hear the answer never going to be satisfied that the concerns have been met because they just don't like the idea of a new refinery. You know, it's a, if the question's vague, it's because the situation is vague. And I, you know, we, we had to address everyone's individually of those comments, but you're right. Uh, quite a few of them were uh, copies, you know, from an email blast uh, from an organization that has always had kind of a knee-jerk anti-reaction to what we're trying to do and has refused to, to even 
talk to us about what we're we're trying to accomplish here. Um, you know, I I think that well, I mean, you know, talk about emotions. Okay, my emotional reaction to some of this is if you care about the environment, or if you say you care about the environment, and you do not support this project, then you're a hypocrite because we're doing so much more to clean up this industry, which needs to be cleaned up, than anyone gives us credit for. And we're trying to explain that story to people who are supposed to care, and they just don't want to listen. And that was William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. We have social media pages and an entire network. In fact, I invite you folks to join our energy enthusiasts, our social supporters at the Crude Life Media Network, social media network. Okay, that was redundant, and I said it twice, too. If you go to thecrudelife.com and click on our social media tab, we've got a list of social media sites that are part of our network. We invite you to click it on the YouTubes and the Twitters and the Facebooks and all those different things. Over 350,000 energy enthusiasts and social media supporters at the Crude Life Media Network, so we invite you to be part of that. My name is Jason Spies, and you're listening to the Crude Life Week in Review. Now you're running on a thin line through a frozen void. No feeling in your fingers, no other choice. You are the queen of a midnight run, eleven years dark to taste the sun. And your baby blue eyes. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us here this week on the Crude Life Week in Review. Coming up next, we talk with Tiffany Steiner and Jackie Jenkins, the co-founders of the Bakken Barbecue. Uh, Tiffany Steiner, co-founder, Bakken Barbecue. Jackie Jenkins, Bakken Barbecue, co-founder. Excellent. And we are getting closer and closer every single day. I mean, I know we're a few months away, but the months is going to become weeks very quickly. I remember it's on Flag Day, and that is June 14th, I believe. Is that right? The Bakken Barbecue Flag Day, June 14th. Do I got my years right? That is correct. All right. So let's let's do the quick rundown quick of the uh, quick bullet points and stats for the upcoming Bakken Barbecue. It's the seventh annual. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So the seventh annual Boston Barbecue will be June fourteenth from four to eleven PM at the Dickinson Ice Rink Center. All proceeds go to Make a Wish North Dakota. Um, we'll have Mavericks serving alcohol there, and we'll have also a very large kitty corner that we are revamping this year. We're pretty excited. We have one of our committee members. That is her task is to. Um, redo and update the kitty corner. So we're really excited to see what she comes up with. I am too. I mean, I don't know how you'd really revamp it. I mean, it's one of those, in my opinion, don't broke, don't break what's not broken type thing. And you had the jump castles there and kid specific food and that sort of thing. So I'm curious to see what's going to, what's going to come of that. Cause it's, I, I thought it worked really well. Yes. I, I shouldn't say revamping more or less. She's adding, um, a lot more things to the corner. 
Oh, so it has grown by. Yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, it just seemed like that. That the big like giant slide, the bounce castle slide. I don't think there was a time that there wasn't you know a line of kids on there. Oh my goodness, that thing is packed from the time we blow it up to the time we take it down. It's insane. Yeah. So, um, what time is it? Go ahead. Oh, the line for the face painting. Kids just go crazy over that. They do. And did the kid-friendly food take off? I guess I never really kind of circled around on that. I know you guys were just doing like some some basic hot dogs and, you know, nothing too outrageous for the kids because you know how they like their basic food. But um, is it going to be similar to that this year or is that one of the things that's going to be revamped? We do not have anything for the kitty food this year. I know last year we didn't have it as well. Okay. Um, most of the kids are able to find something within the, you know, 20-some companies that we have cooking. Well, then that answers that question then. Okay. Because I, I was going to say, I, then I don't remember from last year then. All right. It was two years ago then. All right. So we'll yes. just move on on that one. But so 20-some companies so far, are you guys taking more, uh, adding some, or are you maxed out? So we currently have 12 signed up right now that have confirmed with us. Okay. So we are still taking companies. Um, we will try to fit as many that would like to cook for the barbecue. We would like to get 20-plus um, cooking. Okay. So if they are interested, they can reach out to us on Facebook or we have LinkedIn right now. Um, or they can email the BBQ at hotmail.com for more information that's got to be kind of fun now that you guys have got six years under your belt the seventh annual is what we're talking about right now the seventh annual Bakken barbecue to know you know kind of where the those numbers kind of at least level in around and then from there you got to be able to try to either expand it or try to you know you know you got your own challenges within and everything but uh six years you guys you get what, what do you guys learn so far what's the number one thing to walk away from besides the weather you always got to respect the weather <laughs> we learned that one yes we learned the weather the hard way hopefully she behaves this year um jackie do you have anything to add of what we've learned over the years you know there's lots of things we've learned throughout the years but i feel like all those challenges that have came our way have just made us a stronger organization and not only that, we've grown and we've networked and we've just become really successful from those hardships. I think it's been fun to watch, you know, because it seems like every year, you know, something changes just a little bit. But the, at the core, it's still the same thing. Like people know they're going to expect some awesome food. They know that they're going to have a great competition amongst, it sounds like around 20, give, give or take a few uh, cookers, that sort of thing. Plus, it goes to a great cause, Make-A-Wish North Dakota. So it's, it's kind of neat, you know, a little bit tweaks every year, but it seems like that core is still there every single year. I think at the end of the day, everyone's there for Make-A-Wish, and that is the neatest thing to see is the amount of people that volunteer and come out for this event as well as stand in line for maybe 20 minutes to get a ticket to come in right to come in eat food i think it's very incredible to see a community come together to support a community and that's truly what it is it comes down to people in our local community supporting the same community and our support network within southwest north dakota actually not even southwest north dakota probably all of north dakota is phenomenal i mean we touch so many people and 
um, talk to all these different people and get support from everybody. And it's just amazing how much people are willing to donate and give and come see our event and see what it's grown into. And it's just, yeah, it's amazing. I love it because it's like, it's in June. So you get kind of after that school routine that society seems to be in, you know, and so you get kind of that first kick off a summer and this just it seems oh, last year was absolutely gorgeous beautiful day out um and you know this year we're talking about the seventh annual bach and barbecue june 14th four o'clock to 11 p.m at the west river community center parking lot dickinson north dakota and we talked about a few you know things seem to change every year or get tweaked a little year a little bit each year but at the core it seems to have, be the same, and you know, not, let's talk a little bit about like the raffles and and the auctions and that sort of thing. Um, we were talking a little bit off the air, and it sounds like there's a little bit of tweak on the auction, but there's going to be some raffle tickets and some pretty killer prizes this year. So, talk to me about maybe some of those little changes that have happened, but also some of the uh, prizes and raffles that's going on. So, the cool thing that Jackie was saying is the amount of support that we get with the community and that leads right up to this raffle. We knew that we needed to bring in a huge grand prize to sell these tickets. And we reached out to three companies and they said yes. They had or I should say four companies, I'm sorry. So we were able to have a grand prize of a 2019 Razor or Ranger. So it'll be the winner's choice. And they can choose either of those um Items. And I think that to us is huge that we can rely on companies to donate such a large amount. And that's a pretty big ticket item. That's a huge ticket item. I mean, is there is there a price have, range on that? I mean, did they disclose something like that? So we have over twenty thousand dollars into our raffle ticket, and we're only selling it for ten dollars. Yeah, which is amazing. Wow. You know, we also have. Um, a rifle, $1,000 cash, Viking tickets, Traeger Grill, Yeti Cooler, Twins tickets, um, a Deadwood getaway, and a Medora package, and then $250 cash. So no matter what you win, you will win a significant amount compared to the $10 that you paid. Are you guys still taking um, donations, whether it be from... I know you guys take donations monetarily, <laughs> but... Um, you know, like for what we just talked about, the raffle type thing. I mean, you know, we're not, we're still three months out. Yeah, we're still taking um, donations. So we have changed um, this year from a silent auction to a live auction. And in that, we are only going to do nine higher ticket items. So we're looking for some donations, maybe, um, you know, larger priced items to raffle off at the, uh, Bach and barbecue about eight o'clock and we just want to see how that goes over versus a silent auction so if anybody's interested in donating we're still t looking for donators for those items okay okay and looking at a live auction this year and that's changed from the silent auction from last year okay um, definitely a little easier with an event being outdoors yeah i mean last year i remember that it was such a nice day and um there were some issues with like worried about some of the things being in the sun too long and that sort of thing. Right. That was kind of one of the concerns. Yeah. 
And so this is one of the ways to kind of combat. Yeah, I mean, listen to me. It sounds like we're in the middle of a meeting here. Um, <laughs> trying to come up with, you know, uh, okay, let's uh, do do an exit interview on ourselves. Okay, but no, I mean, last year I remember it was such a nice, beautiful day out. And um, it seemed like everything went along pretty good. And then so um, you guys are looking at doing a couple. Any other changes besides the si- from the silent auction to the live auction? Anything else that people can anticipate or change differently i know that um there was live music in the past are we doing live music again tiffany signer jackie jenkins i'm gonna ask you to hold that thought for just a moment we're gonna take a quick pause we come back we're gonna continue the conversation with tiffany steiner and jackie jenkins the co-founders of the bakken barbecue my name is jason spies and this is the crude life week in review This week, we're spotlighting Brooks West, the singer-songwriter. Check his website out, brookswestmusic.com. That's brookswestmusic.com. This is singer-songwriter Brooks West. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Speece on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Speece, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Speece. From apartment to apartment, state to state, and it doesn't really matter where I go. There's only one place I could call my home. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spees. Thank you, folks, for joining us this week. Up next, we continue the conversation with Tiffany Steiner and Jackie Jenkins, the co-founders of the Bakken Barbecue, happening June 14th, 2014. It's on Flag Day, the 7th Annual Bakken Barbecue. This is Tiffany Steiner and Jackie Jenkins. People who haven't had the luxury to enjoy, enjoy the experience of the barbecue. Um, but anyways, I always let people know, well, first of all, it's for an excellent organization, Make-A-Wish, North Dakota. And second of all, you can literally walk around and eat at... 15 to 20 some different booths and you will be stuffed not only from all those booths if you could even make it around but one or two they give you enough to feed you for a week i came with a friend of mine one year he was from minneapolis and he went to the first booth the first competition whatever he just he had no idea what to expect so he just went up there and he got uh i want to say a rib uh i think there might have been a chicken or some kind of pork additional thing some cornbread and baked beans and a bottle of water and he came and sat down and he got to eating and i asked him if he's going to go try another one and he goes he goes well i suppose i should go get another ticket i go oh no you're you're good and he goes 
What do you mean? He goes, I can go to any of them now? He goes, I thought that one was just 20 bucks. Like, he thought it was 20 bucks per booth because that's how much food you get. So I thought that was a pretty good compliment, you know, as far as the amount of food you get. And so that's why I chuckled when you said 20 bucks was a little pricey. I'm going, yeah, I suppose, but not really. When you, If you've ever been there, you'll, you'd never say that. I think, but it, and the food is so good. What people come up with is truly amazing to me. They come up with all these different things, and it's just really neat to see the amount of work that they put into this event. Are Are we going to see some creativity again this year? Um, I don't. I'm, I don't suppose anybody's disclosed whether they're going to get you know extravagant with it. I know. Well, we had whole hogs in the past, and we've had lobster and. We've had a number of different things. Everyone's pretty hush-hush right now about what they're making. I know a couple companies um, have their menu already, but they are not telling uh, anyone. Okay. And the sides, are people going to be doing sides again? Yes, sides. And some companies will be doing dessert and all different kinds of things. It'll be... It's always exciting to see what they come up with. Oh, it's—I think it's one of the best nights of the summer, personally. Um, you know, we're June fourteenth, by the way, four to eleven p.m. Uh, seventh annual Bakken Barbecue happening in Dickinson, North Dakota. Uh, sponsorships. Let's talk a little bit about that. If you guys got any sponsors, if you got any big di- diamond or you know meaty bone sponsors, whatever they're called. Uh, that you'd like so to right, name, and then any of them that you'd like to solicit, feel free to ask for sponsors. Yeah, it's pretty exciting right now. We have a couple companies that are our top sponsors, so they range from five thousand dollars to twenty-five hundred. Wyoming Casing, Renegade, Conical Phillips, Andy Energy, and Tech Industries—they have all been a top sponsor this year. And we are a rental. Oh. Yes, sorry, JRA Rentals is another one of our $5,000 sponsorships. And we could not do our event without these companies. They truly make it easy for us to be able to bring in money and raise money for the local Make-A-Wish kids. Go ahead and mention those uh, big big ticket sponsors one more time. Okay, so we have the top sponsors at 5000 Wyoming Casing, Renegade, JRA Rentals, and then we have uh, the second sponsorship at 2500 conical phillips nd energy and tech industries so without those companies we would not be able to do what we do and thankfully they are so generous and we are able to give back to the local kids in southwest north dakota so uh and you guys are still looking for more sponsors right i think you might have mentioned that but um go ahead and you guys are still looking for sponsors probably right up to the well no because you got to print certain things so when's the cutoff for sponsors yeah jackie sorry (laughs) yes we're still looking for sponsors you know we do take up to um i think our cutoffs usually the first week of june um due to getting on all the marketing or the marketing material and getting your information printed on our t-shirts so you know we'll take it up to the day of but we can't always guarantee if it's after the first week of june that we can get it on every material because we start printing our t-shirts and the banners you know tip works really hard on those and it's sometimes hard to squeeze a couple in but um you know any sponsor big or small you know we take everything and we appreciate everything that anybody gives us and you know any help or suggestions that companies want to give or donate time to volunteer for this it just helps us in any little way yeah and 
You mentioned probably the, right around the first part of June would be that cutoff for marketing materials, banners, et cetera. Obviously, take sponsors right up to the end, but in terms of getting on any of that would be about the first week of June. Okay. Um, yes, and we always, like like Jackie said, we always try to squeeze you in if you are past the date. Um, we always want to recognize our sponsors that make a difference in our community. How about participating companies up till this point? I know you mentioned um, you've got some committed right now. Is that anything that you guys can uh, disclose at this time? Or um, as far as who's – I know you mentioned sponsors, but if you, if you got actual companies that are going to be trying to get that we, big barbecue bravado trophy? Yep, we actually have 10 companies signed up. So Wyoming Casings back, um, you know, they're, they're every year we've got uh, JRA Rentals and Ariba Services cooking together, uh, uh, ND Energy and Tech, uh, Ion Field Services, Butler, Patterson, Denny's Electric, Enable, Midstream, uh, Gravity, and Whiting have all signed up. So, you know, if people want to challenge, these are the companies that have been there year after year and they're always looking for a new company to beat. I think that Whiting booth is going to be unbelievable. They get into the spirit of your guys' themes every single year. I mean, I know everybody else does, but they dress up like clowns and, and wear makeup and things like that. So, I mean, what, what are they going to do this year? <laughs> I don't know what they're going to come up with. I think we have such a fun theme this year, USA, Flag Day, pretty much America. Um, so it'll be really fun to see all the different costumes and the decorations people oh have. my i just i i can't even imagine what it's going to be like like i i could think of the most extreme flag themed event ever and that's not even going to come close to what reality is going to be <laughs> no i think that's gonna be the most fun of the day is seeing all the decorations well and, and i think it's gonna be neat to see how they incorporate it into the food because you know they're gonna yep Oh, yeah, it's going to be neat. So what is red, white, and blue that's good to eat? Okay, we got to start dropping some lines on and some And what things. a better theme. There's no better theme than red, white, and blue. Right. And there is. You know, another thing I, um, Tiffany and I really have a huge hurdle we've overcome is um, our Bach and Barbecue Committee. I just have, a, have to give a shout-out to them. We have finally gotten to the point where we have the right committee members in place, and our committee is just phenomenal. I mean, this year we broke up all the job duties. Everybody's taking on different tasks, um, you know, to come together for this collaborative effort. And it's amazing that we have such a great group of people. And it's just, it's something I never thought of seven years ago we'd, we'd be at this point. Well, they share the same feelings we have for Make-A-Wish and the Bakken Barbecue. And that's what we wanted. We wanted people to have the same you know, outlook as what we want our event to be. And they share that and they put in the time and effort. And it is truly amazing to see. I think we have 14 plus people that meet once a month and they help sell tickets and they hand out posters and everything. So we cannot thank them, thank them enough because they are truly what make our event easier year after year. Well, let's kind of wrap up a little bit, do a little bit of a summary. So, um, one of you or both of you go ahead and kind of give a um, overview, commercial, if you will, for the 7th Annual Bach and Barbecue coming up. Our 7th Annual Bach and Barbecue is June 14th at the Dick, the West River Ice Rink parking lot. 
it is $20 for adults to get in for all-you-can-eat barbecue. We have a large kitty corner. We have live music. We also have a live auction. Plus, we have raffle tickets for $10 a piece. For more details, you can email BakkenBBQ at Hotmail.com or you can check us out on Facebook and LinkedIn. This is the event of the summer. You don't want to miss it. That was Tiffany Steiner and Jackie Jenkins, the co-founders of the Bakken Barbecue. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Check out our social media pages while you're there, the YouTubes, the Twitters, all of those Facebook pages. We have an entire network, of course. Go to thecrudelife.com, click on the social media tab, and take a look at our different social media pages and like, share, do all that Twitter, tweet, fun stuff. We have over 350,000 social media followers amongst our network there. That's a lot of energy enthusiasts. Appreciate it very much, much folks, and uh, please join if you have not yet. My name is Jason Spies, and this is The Crude Life We Can Review. Where I was born, where my heart still resides, where the nighttime lights earth and light on the horizon. Under the soft red glow of a wintertime sunny clouds. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. You can run from the wintertime in the midnight black. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us here on the Crude Life Week in Review. Coming up next, we talk with Kurt Kanewitz with BuySWD.com. Kurt Kanewitz, BuySWD.com. BuySWD.com. What is that uh, company? Uh, we are, we, we tell everybody we're the Zillow of the saltwater disposal industry. So okay. we're the largest online marketplace connecting buyers and sellers of saltwater disposal wells. Well, I wanted to ask you a little bit about that industry. It's a It's a big industry. It's a growing industry. It seems to be... Uh, one that doesn't get talked about very much. Um, talk to me a little bit about that industry. What's been going on over, say, the last decade? Well, um, quite a lot has changed. You know, 10 years ago, water wasn't such a hot topic. Now, thanks to, you know, advances in drilling and completion technologies, water's a big deal. Um, companies are using, you know, drilling three-mile laterals, two to three mile laterals the average completion is is growing from you know i think it was three hundred thousand barrels now it's up to four or five hundred thousand barrels per frack there's a lot of completions that are 
you know, in excess of a million barrels per well. Um, so there's a lot of wastewater that's being generated from completions and uh, on the production side as well. These horizontals are producing a ton of water. So it's causing big problems. Now a lot of the saltwater disposal facilities are uh, not just mom and pops. Uh, they're you know big private equity backed water midstream companies. Uh, they have facilities that can handle you know hundred thousand plus barrels a day. So it is a it is a very large industry and it's continuing to grow. Well, I'm looking at the recent Morgan Stanley report: fifty five hundred Permian wells to be drilled, two point seven billion barrels, or one hundred and fifteen billion gallons. To complete, I mean, we're talking about a lot of water that's going to be needed just in the Permian Basin alone. That doesn't include the Eagleford or, you know, any of those other southern. Um, I'm just, of course, in the state of Texas. I'm not including the Bakken or any of these other places. Uh, you mentioned wastewater. Do you deal with that at all, or do you just deal with the saltwater side? Just um, what? What's the? Um, what exactly do you? do specifically when it comes to the salt water and wastewater you mentioned off the air kind of you're a broker do you put them together but um you're kind of in the thick of it yeah so really saltwater disposal wells are highly regulated facilities that are designed to receive and dispose of wastewater that is generated from drilling completion and production operations so Anytime you complete a well, you got to use water. And after the well is completed, that wastewater gets trucked or piped to nearby saltwater disposal wells. And then once a well is an oil or a gas well is in production, when they produce oil and gas, they also produce water. Water is actually the largest byproduct generated from oil and gas operations. So, you know, the Permian, as you mentioned, um, you know, I've read various reports where People say that there's anywhere from 15 to 25 million barrels a day of wastewater that is generated from oil and gas wells. And it's projected to double um, over the next five years. And this is according to the Energy Information Administration. They say 41,000 new wells will be drilled by 2023 just in the Permian Basin alone. And that... Uh, Daily water production will be somewhere around 50 million barrels a day. That's pretty substantial. That's a big problem. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. You know, I mean, you're talking about some things that, that are some very big numbers here. And here you've got a company that kind of deals with some of those solutions. What, what, what do you, I mean, they're obviously bigger than what you guys can do. I, I, I see that. But what, what are some of the solutions to these problems with all this uh, wastewater and salt water? You know, Treatment, uh, recycling is something that's starting to kind of grow. Uh, I don't know the official numbers, but I hear that less than 10% of all the wastewater that's generated is actually treated for reuse. So as some of these technologies kind of begin to gain more momentum, um, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more and more of that. Operators are starting to get pretty wise, and uh, they've, they've you know, realized that treating it can save money. 
Um, they used to just treat it as a waste stream, but now water is truly a commodity. So instead of paying a trucking company to haul it off and dispose of it, um, they're keeping it on the lease and treating it through different types of, of, of solutions, could be mechanical, could be chemical, and they're reusing it uh, for subsequent completions. So I think really recycling and treatment is going to start to uh, start to grow. So, yeah, the saltwater disposal industry yeah. is actually last year just in the Permian Basin. It was a two point six billion dollar industry. By twenty twenty three, over the next five years, it'll almost double. It's projected to grow to four point six billion. Just Permian saltwater disposal industry. Jeez, that's crazy. So almost 100% growth over the next five years. So pretty substantial. Well, if somebody wants to get in touch with the Zillow of saltwater disposal, <laughs> uh, who's uh, g- give us give us your uh, contact information. It's just Kurt, K-U-R-T, at buyswd.com, or they can call me directly at 214-418-1177. I'm happy to help anybody out. If they're looking to buy or sell or want to invest, we're more than happy to try and help. And that was Kurt Kniewicz with MySWD.com. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit TheCrudeLife.com. That's TheCrudeLife.com. The Crude Life Media Network has got a social media network as well. Check out our YouTubes and Twitters and Facebooks and all that different social media pages at thecrudelife.com and click on the social media tab and we got the links and the pages right there. I'll tell you what, if you add them up, it's over 350,000 followers we have at the Crude Life Media Network. Within that network, we have a lot of energy enthusiasts and social support. So appreciate it. Any support you give us here at the Crude Life Media Network. That's going to do it this week for this program, this week's Crude Life Week in Review. I'd like to thank you very much for joining us. And if you're tuning in on the radio, we'll be back at this time on this radio station next week. And if you happen to be tuning us in on wine, streaming us, thank you very much as well. And if you have a podcast downloaded, we also appreciate that. Listen, there's a lot of ways to get your content, and we really do appreciate and we are very grateful for choosing us. We have exclusive interviews, so we feel that you know we're offering you something that no one else can. So we love it when you are part of our world because we want to be a part of yours. We appreciate it very much. Love it when you email us. Love it when you be social on our social media pages. Thank you very much for choosing us as part of your content because there is a million places to get content. I've said it a hundred times. I go and gas up, and I got Steve Harvey giving me the news between gas pumps for crying out loud. I can't go anywhere without getting some content thrown in my face as I'm throwing content in your face. So that's going to do it this week, folks. From the staff of the Crude Life Week in Review, my name is Jason Spies asking you to keep calm and frack on. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. 
and then you will let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. 